Greetings everyone and welcome back to the Eagolution podcast. Um, I'm feeling really pleased with myself for being here and getting better at this consistency thing. It's mad you know because when I get in front of this um, recording device um, I have so much fun and all the editing like adding music and stuff it's like a brand new canvas it's something I've never done before and it's so fun and it really makes me think about like the madness of procrastination because I don't even know why I'm procrastinating I really enjoy it I'm just always finding other things um which I feel need to be done or should be done or you know you know how it goes um so yeah here's to putting more energy into our passions into the things that we love into the things that we bring us joy because the feedback I'm getting from this podcast is just so encouraging and uh, I'm really grateful by the way guys um all of you who've reached out um thank you it really really helps with the motivation um encouragement is powerful and really thank you for taking the time for listening um anyway this week um I'm gonna let you in on another conversation I had with my bro Gids um we always have really interesting conversations and for sure he's gonna be coming on the podcast more often um you'll probably have already heard the episode health is wealth and I know you guys really loved it I had really lovely feedback from it um and we met up well virtually <laughs> to speak uh on diet again and food as that is his speciality um and that is what we wanted to share and the conversation went nowhere near food it did go on diets digital diets uh, and finding balance between well how much we are consuming the digital cookies i've dived straight into uh the middle of our conversation <laughs> um but we're starting off here talking about cryptocurrency um so yeah i hope you enjoy amazing <laughs> stuff happening in the world at the moment eh? literally have you literally. been buying more cryptos oh i was meant to tank? do that today do it today yeah do it as soon as possible it's all to do with like moon sequences as well like right. all the drops and the pop-ups and so what moon are we on what cycle are we, where are we on the cycle right now hey i can't uh figuratively say i know everything about the moon but i know that it's got uh, massive energies and i follow um i follow a few people online that are pretty onto it with the yeah, if there's anyone that you really resonate with because everyone just chit chats you know so if there's anyone on that really no, actually, I'm not. I never actually tried it. I'm so glad I haven't tried it. No, I don't want to try anything else. So it is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I, I, I've uh, come to enjoy it. It's, it's got less of the me, me, me stuff, the photos. Look at me. Look at what I did today. Yeah. Oh, how cool. I was with my friend at my friend's wedding, but there's no friend in your wedding. <laughs> or at their own wedding. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? It's like. We went to Jane's wedding today. So cool. Photo of yourself at a wedding. I'm like, how does that work? It's all, yeah, that. that's, ego. That's, that's Instagram. <laughs> so much ego. Uh, a, yeah, so much ego. 
um but hey so, a little bit of ego is it's part of life um however the, the reason uh yeah i think a little bit of ego it, it happens you know it's it's part of we we have to go through the cycle of it to get to understand the other end yeah. you know ourselves you know like that you know yeah, know yeah. thy ego know thyself like i don't think and this is just my perspective i don't think that we can know ourselves until we have become acquainted to the ego which means the ego is there and it exists and even knowing ourselves i think that the ego plays an important role like in you know the way we fine-tune our mind the way we recreate our mental habits it's all balance ego. Yeah. exactly yeah and uh we are just people of the world as much as we are people of the universe we're also people yeah. of the world you know so um so agree with that now when it comes to twitter it just feels like it's another another thing that would distract me from life <laughs> i'm sure it's great um are you, are you still on facebook are you still use facebook I just um, post from like from my Instagram to Facebook. Sometimes it's Facebook, good for marketing, right. you know, because I've yeah. got yeah. I mean, social media for me is just a marketing platform. I enjoy it sometimes, you know. I enjoy sharing from it, but it's uh, it's how I market my work. Yeah, I've um, I think I want to do a detox. You know, I hear you. It's um, I'd love to. I've gone, I've gone like eight months, nine months at a time without having it, and um, I'm in the need of not having it for a little while, but it's also kind of crucial to everyday life. Yeah. Or so so we think. But wow. man, life's good when you turn this stuff off. Eh? Oh, it's so good. It really is. Oh, it's amazing. Um yeah, I'd quite like to do a a detail. I'm I'm always torn because uh because it's my work I'm like okay am I self-sabotaging or am I creating space for new ideas who knows <laughs> I think it's I think you you would be creating space for new ideas but it's just so hard to see past the point of turning it off and the reality is you you're you're only as well your net worth is as good as your presence right right and if your pre presence is being distributed elsewhere through the modality of um a technical machine yeah are you are you really as worth as you say you are yeah um, <laughs> and it's 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 one of those things where you know you actually are changing lives when you walk past someone at the bus stop and have a conversation true and yeah true and true true true, someone, true yeah and when you connect with someone at um you know at the till at a supermarket or something yeah. of the sorts yeah you're so um, right and um yeah i think it's the fear of missing out that really stops you from going, okay, I can do this. And um, that's the craziest thing is my relationship with social media anyway. Like I had this massive resistance to it. Like I've always kind of had it, but when we met, for example, I was like quite anti it and I would just go off it yeah, for like big were. chunks of time. And uh, my actual journey of like starting to get a little bit of a, a social media presence, not like huge, but I it's it come from me expressing my opinions of social media like that's how it all began for me because I was like it was my teacher in India he uh he you know this particular teacher wanted to share a lot of his secrets of the philosophy of yoga which is was done traditionally as in shared through talk it wouldn't it's nothing written um 
So, and he was saying, okay, I want to share this with you, but you need to go and share it in the West. Uh, and this is literally where Egolution began. And I was like, um, yeah, but I don't like, I don't like social media. And he was like, well, you need to get past that because this is, that is how you're going to share. That is how you're going to make an impact. And so I literally one day was like, I really don't want to do this because I really don't like putting myself out here on this. And I really don't like Instagram, but here I am. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's just where it's been, but you're so right. I've got to a point now where, because that's how I, I market everything that I do, like all my work is through it. Um, it feels scary to not scary, but like to cut off it is like, ah, I hundred percent agree with you. And, um, I I've struggled like the last two or three years with, um, assimilating myself from that whole social media lifestyle into actual reality, especially having a child, um, you get caught up in, I guess, using your spare time to kind of check in and check out of social media instead of actually grounding yourself to the reality of what's happening around you. And um, you find yourself, you know, using two minutes just to check if you've got an email or if someone sends you a like or a notification of some sort. And what is the actual, you know, it's, it's obviously attached to your endorphins mm. and, you know, your excitement levels over something. And um, I don't know how we, how we justify that <laughs> as some sort of reality. And um, yeah, exactly. The, the same thing that you've struggled with is what I've struggled with. And it's, um, it's very lonely when you don't actually have social media and you're trying to get to some sort of a place because it does give you all the shortcuts in terms of, yeah, yeah, marketing, connections and all the rest of it. And to, to come back to centering yourself and being in your spiritual place without actually having that, I guess, uh, infiltrated by the things that take your time away from what you're meant to be concentrating on, which is what happens when you're on social media. One minute you're, you know, you're looking for uh, something in particular and uh, five minutes later you're looking at a shoe, a shoe sale special um, on JD Sports or something, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's all these multiple doors that it creates and opens that um we're literally trying to yeah we're literally trying to guard ourselves from and it's like um yeah it's it's a rabbit hole isn't it and this rabbit hole like how can we um fine-tune our rabbit hole as in as in how can we stop those certain doors is it like clearing cookies or I know we were thinking about talking about nutrition but I think this is huge as well because this is also diet you know this is also what we're feeding our mind and uh like, how do we control what is coming up on the screens that we spend so much time on each day? I, uh, do you know what? The easiest answer is just stay away from them. And that's the reality. Um, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you drop back to your life 20 years ago when you look at your parents' life 20 years ago or you look at your parents' life right now. They're not as obsessed as we are with this false reality. Um, True. And you think about how great your childhood was when, you know, you had to pick up the home landline um, at four o'clock when Emily said to you, <laughs> I'm calling you at four o'clock in the afternoon. You'd wait there for 10, 15 minutes by the phone. And if she didn't, um, you're off and away on your bicycle and playing outside again. Um, and <laughs> I think those are the same rules that we have to apply. Um, again, when you fall back to thinking about children, 
they're looking at all of the things that we're doing. So, yeah, you may be present in a room with your child and they're looking the opposite way and you nip on your phone just to check a, a notification. Those behaviors then become what they are used to. Um, and you can tell even, yeah. even in um, the, way, the way they are um, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always trying to fight for your attention at some sort of level because they know that once you let go of that attention, um, well, mum or dad is back on their phone or making a phone yeah. call or calling, yeah, Literally. calling someone. And um, it almost seems to take precedence over any other activity to be on your phone. Yeah. Um, I, I was, yeah. I was uh, reading some book somewhere and um, they were explaining how in the past um, obsidian, the stone, was uh, known mm. as um, the um, mirror to your ego because it did show you or reflected back to you yourself. It literally reflects back to yourself. Now, if you think of a phone and, a, and any sort of a screen, they all look like obsidian when they're turned off. And essentially what we are doing when we turn on our phones is mirroring the realities that uh, are false to us. Um, they don't exist. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So true. And, and we're literally, yeah, we're literally standing by the river's edge and looking at our and, and going, I'm such a beautiful human being. Look at all the things that I'm doing. Um, actually, without being out there and engaging with those, those things that you're meant to without looking at yourself, which is your ego. And um, everything that's built yeah. online is basically around an image of what you're trying to create yeah. about yourself um, instead of literally. just doing it. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Short answer would be turn it off. Um, <laughs> there's more. There's more value in creating real life connections, and I mean, as I said, I've done it before. Where you know, I've gone eight, nine months. I've gone, but well, I think I'm probably six years off Facebook. Um, but I just find all of the connections are really shallow. You're talking to someone on the other side of the world but you're never going to see them in your immediate future. So, you know, you're talking about all these great times you've had in the past. There's nothing to do about the present moment or any creation in that present moment. It's, it's all about things. But what if you can? Like, what about, you know, uh, to find the kind of middle path perspective on this, like, like what we're doing now, like if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't have been able to reconnect. And there is a lot of power from it as well. Like we can we can share and inspire and bring together um, communities as well, especially when a lot of people have been feeling isolated, um, you know, in, in these times. There is, but I, I, I get what you're saying. And um, it's, it's great that we can use it in that way. And it takes a really steady mind to, to be able to put everything into some sort of a, a box or a catalog and say, this is what I'm, going to be using it for strictly and after a certain point I'm going to be able to uh, take my mind back into the present moment and into my my actual true reality uh, mm. but uh, I guess it's that consistency thing as in like um, having a, a schedule to it um, if we are if you are going to use it for work and of course a little bit of leisure like again middle path perspective so it doesn't have to I mean, if we can completely remove it from our lives, then great. Um, or, or have like specific breaks. But if it's like, okay, I'm going to use it for work from this time up until this point. How do we find the um, balance? 
the balance yeah. that's it. it literally we I mean it, I do think that sometimes in order to find balance we have to take the other end of an extreme so in like one end of the scale we're looking at like spending 10 hours a day on on our phones that's obviously a lot um that's just the first number that came to my head I do not spend 10 hours a day on it's my easily phone, done but, though yeah. do you know <laughs> what I mean like, <laughs> is it? It is. I mean if you think yeah. about your your mental capacity and what it's connected to it's always kind of reverting yeah. back to um um it's kind of always reverting back to it's like a cigarette smoker or, or marijuana smoker yeah I'm looking forward to my 10 yeah. minute break at the end of each hour and you know mm. you're kind of going in allotments of 50 minutes or, or or an hour or an hour and a half to get yeah. back to your phone yeah um think about the anxiety that you have every time you walk out the door and you've forgotten your phone and you've gone down to the supermarket and you're only <laughs> there for 20 minutes what is it that you're actually going to miss within that time frame um, and <laughs> and it's, it's 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 weird it's it's not okay it's 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 not okay um, and all we're dialing into is fear, a fear response. And um, if you're talking about spirituality, there's only two things that exist, fear and love. And in true spirituality, yeah. the only thing that should exist is love. Um, now, if you're trying to convert that to technical use, um, well, you've got to dial it down to what does it make you feel without that thing? And and yeah. um, when you think about it, there's a fear, which is what you're attached to, and it's an addiction. And if you can't live without it, then you've got a problem. And um, especially in 2022, when we're looking at all of the things that have been driven through media, through um, the use of televisions, phones, computers, you, you all think about it, 99% of what you look at is things that make you feel inadequate. Um, things that make you feel fearful about your life or where it's going, the direction of anything. And um, it's quite disconcerting, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. And it is, it is like, it's, that's it. The media in general is all driven by fear. And w- without those fears, they, they wouldn't exist. <laughs> well, um, exactly. And that's, it's, it's super true. Um it's super true that the media wouldn't exist without those fears. And um, we've got to take responsibility at some sort of level on um, how it's affecting our mental health. And mm-hmm. um, again, you start looking at children and the generations yeah. to come. For how long are we going to continue down this path? Um, what, what is its actual use case? As um, media is meant to make our life a lot e- easier. And I just don't feel yeah. like, um, I feel like we've gone to the precipice of this or where, yeah, it's made our lives easier up until now. And now it's at the point where it's making our life much more difficult per se. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, th- well, I think though, um, what, what's happening is that we're looking at the mainstream media, you know, there is an opportunity to rewire um, our perspectives by tuning into different forms yeah. of media and taking control of you know I don't know much about cookies and algorithms and things but enough to kind of get that we can rewire that stuff so if we want to stay connected um on through social media through watching you know media platforms we have to be assertive we have to do it from a space of the power of the third eye that we were talking about last time you know like we have to use that 
with integrity and uh, intention. That's true. I, I fully believe that. And look, the other magical thing about it is I get to talk to you over many thousands of miles. That is a magical, yeah. magical thing. And um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. People, you know, think um, telepathy doesn't exist. It exists. This is it. I mean, we, literally. We, we're literally living, we're living through the times that it actually exists and we do not even understand that it does. Um, I mean, you can sit here and think to yourself, well, how does that technology really work? And that's really got to blow your mind. It's actually got to blow your mind that um, I could sit here, think of you, text you, and get a respo response within two, <laughs> within two minutes. I think that, you know, what it is, is, is familiarity. Like we don't even think of telecommunications because it's been made familiar to yeah. us. Um, you know, and this is the vibration that's connected to the throat yeah. chakra. And, and, and that's what we're using right now. Our throats are vibrating to each other. Now, because we're familiarized with microphones, with telephones, with laptops, it's normal. So we don't think about it. Now, the same thing is happening through Ajna, through our third eye. It's just because, I, I mean, people are talking about it a little bit more since 2012, you know, th since the Great yeah. Awakening. People are like, okay, this third eye, it's a real thing. We have a sixth sense. But, you know, if we go deeper into it, this is happening. Like, it is more and more common now that you think of someone and then they mm. message you. Like, it's, you know, because we're becoming more in tune with it. And that is the beauty of it. And that I also feel we can thank the media for because it is like, even if it does seem mainstream now, humans need mainstream to feel safe. So, this mainstream media. Uh, obviously not like mainstream mainstream media but like these like new age mainstream medias are actually helping to wake people up so yeah I really think we can bring gratitude into it in that respect and you know what we're we're doing now like we want to share our our experiences in the hope that it might inspire others to do similar things and that's beautiful yeah and um just to add on that I think it's I think it's it's I think it's the meat the the content of media that we're tuned into may be what's wrong with the media channels we're using and what they're being used for. Exactly. Um, and yeah. uh, when you start talking about your third eye and uh, your throat chakra, it's the frequency that we're resonating with. And I think as human beings, we need to be in tune with what frequencies we want to resonate with. Um, and uh, mm. when you talk about spirituality and when you talk about healing, it's it's actually tapping into that energy. Do you want to heal? Mm -hmm. Are you using this to heal? Um, again, intention. Um, we're you taking all of this information and what are you applying? What are you using the information to apply to? Um, and there's, there's a lot to be spoken for around how we move forward from this point. Um, there's obviously, I, I, I fully believe there's obviously going to be a point um, coming soon that we're going to have to put these things down to to be able to heal and uh go inside yeah. um and yeah. where we've come from is a point where we're listening to what other people's opinion are, is on our own lives so you're literally tuning into this stuff to be told by someone else what to do <laughs> and um the reality of being yourself is experiencing yourself as and how you want to experience yourself and being mm. con in control of every part of that. And I just don't think we've uh, grasped the fact that 
um, why we're here is to make our own story out of our lives. And our, our universe only exists through, you know, our, our experiences, and then we can share them. Um, what we've done now is, um, you know, probably have a, probably have a consciousness that's been overwrapped by a lot of many factors like colonialism, um, the way we should live, what, what education looks like, et cetera, et cetera. And no one's stopped to question the status quo. And um, what you're seeing over this Great Awakening part is people actually stopping and going, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did mm -hmm. this myself or my own way. Yeah. Um, I wonder yeah. how, how it would feel if I did it my own way. And part of, part of mm. that is actually not being able to tell um, or not, not, not vocalizing it to anyone else what your experience actually was because it's no one else's duty. Uh, it's no one else's um, problem or no one else's expectation to understand what your experience was like. Um, and that's to an extent, only if they ask. But to be honest, you don't owe it to anyone to be, to be telling anyone else what to do or how you felt when you did something else. Um, being, sh being sure about yourself is a key responsibility of taking on uh, being you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But then um, have, have you done any research or learned a bit about human design? Um, how so? Physical design, mental design. <laughs> oh, so human design, it's no, it's uh, it's like a philosophy. Oh, right. I invite you to have a look at it. It's so awesome. interesting. Uh, it's bringing together, um, I believe, the chakra system, the Kabbalah, um, numerology uh, astrology and i chi right. it's so fascinating Amazing. uh now so this philosophy kind of says that yes what you're saying is is true however there are different groups of humans in a way like we're born with like almost a, a yep. type like you know, like I've discussed and it's broken down into like um deeper profiles i'm no expert on this so it's just something that's really interesting me um but then there are certain things that certain types will do, which will inspire other types. And then there's certain things that another type will do, which will inspire other types or aid other types. And that's how different people work and group together. Um, even if, let's say, there is someone that was a natural born leader, even if it wasn't something that they were born and decided, right, I'm going to be a yeah. leader. They, they just are a leader. That's just their dharma, yeah. you know, and their dharma is to to set out on their path and that path will inspire so-and-so people that maybe have similar experiences and they see that one person uh, achieving in something that they would like to achieve in or you know whatever really it's um but I think that's yes it isn't our duty necessarily to do certain things but from an Indian perspective a lot you know many people are talking about a duty like that everyone has a duty a dharma in, in Buddhism to to reach a certain space uh, and complete a certain thing, and that will just happen in the space of a specific lifetime. Uh, yeah, no, I I totally get where you're coming from, and um, you know, obviously the the one side of the conversation is find yourself, be yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, mm -hmm. and in doing so, you've also got to understand that you're part of uh, a, a wholesome consciousness that needs every other part of it to exist um so it exists mm -hmm. too and just like a, a tree gives us ox oxygen 
It's, it is only doing what it needs to do to give us oxygen, but part of what it does has to include everything else that ever lived. Um, and I guess for humans, our, our understanding of, of that sort of philosophy um, has been lost over many centuries or many years where we do not understand what it is that we are actually giving back to society and what we, we can give back to society and what personal strength we actually hold um, as a collective and as individuals. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's huge. And, and this is kind of what, like why we want to keep having these conversations and discussing, but just to help, you know, even us having this conversation will just remind ourselves, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I know mm. this stuff. I remember this stuff. This is going to help me tomorrow. Like even this discussion about a phone. Yeah. Why can't I put my phone down for five days? Like what's going to happen? Am I going to, is my whole business going to fall to pieces? No, it's not. I might have a few more emails to look at on a Saturday than I did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but it's not the end of the world. And there is a lot of space and magic in, involved in these experiences. Uh, and, you know, going back to that philosophy that you just shared about that tree, which I think is beautiful. Who knows? You know, yes, the tree is giving off oxygen uh, and it is, helping the rest of life but is it doing it to help the rest of life or is it doing it because it's just having its own experience to survive mm, exactly <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's an infinite loop this i mean when you start looking at life as a, a manifestation of the fibonacci code there's so many there's so mm. many uh perspectives to come into play and all perspectives are correct and that's one of the beautiful things about having these conversations and actually looking at life from um, I guess, a, a position where you're not just the user, um, you're not just the experience, and you're looking at many parts of the experience and accepting those as your experience as well, because uh, at the end of it, we're all still a unified consciousness. So what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Um, and, and essentially, yeah, just bringing back that importance to how important you are in the conversation um, and how humbling that is, because all of the other many pieces are just as important. Um, I think uh, we need to find that as humans. We need to start respecting our power. Uh, we need to start um, standing within our truth um, and, and using those abilities to make the world a better place, to make our experience here on Earth a better place, a, a better experience, sorry. Amazing. Mm. How beautiful is that? The unified field theory, just understanding the importance of everything working together as one and uh you know even resentments or um disconnections or not agreeing with something that even is a part of it you know like everything the whole thing is just it's working it's going around together and that's all part of the experience of it life is, it's 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 beautiful um and it's also beautiful to know that we're we're here just to be human beings um we we, we need not to make anyone suffer um, or, or leave anyone in disharmony um, it's yeah it's it's humbling to know that there's more life to life than we we, we <laughs> seem to think there is a eh? yeah and we have the ability to change lives and it does start with changing our, ourselves with working on ourselves with doing the work and understanding our behavioral patterns and understanding you know why we do what we do and as a consequence just feeling better in ourselves does just vibrate beauty 
um, and understanding and compassion to those we pass. And, and that is so powerful. Yes. And I, I guess, uh, I mean, in some sort of conclusion, slowing down is literally the key to answering every other question that you impose on every other human being. What is the great need for this rush? Where are you actually going? And I think I touched on this in the last podcast. Is the, There's only two questions. Where did you come from and where are you going? And what does it all mean? Or three, that is. And what does it all mean? <laughs> um, and, and within that, we're just trying to fill in the void of what we think space and time are. Um, and, and when we can hop back from that and start looking at this in, in, in I guess, a more wholesome way, um, we realize that we're only putting this pressure on other people because we don't want to feel the pressure ourselves. So you talk about an email, you talk about wanting to know things, you talk about all of these things. It doesn't need to take you two minutes to want to try and understand an entire book or an entire conversation or a conversation topic. Um, it could take you a lifetime and there's actually no harm in not understanding it. Actually, there's more beauty in not understanding anything um, because in all honesty, understanding something gives you only the limitation of one perspective as opposed to the, the mm -hmm. infinite possibility of the many perspectives that you could actually try not to grasp an understanding to and exist <laughs> through. And how amazing. I mean, you ever sat down and looked at a blade of grass and thought to yourself, there's so many blades of grass on this lawn. I've been that person. I, I have. I have. And it's, it's, brought, it's, it's me brought me to tears, actual tears, where I've gone, yeah. I can't believe that I've walked past so many things and never given the time of day to give it any sort of perspective. I mean, just look at your hand. Look at your hand and try and count how many follicles of hair there are on your hand or how many cells of skin join up what you call your skin. It's absolutely absurd. It's, 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 it's beautiful. And all of that makes you. And you've got to think about all the little blood vessels that join up together to, to make an artery or a vein and so on and so forth. And you think, how much you take that for granted? You know, I mean, your, your mind transports you to waking up, thinking about the bills you have to pay, thinking about the email, emails right. you have to reply to. But what, what exactly. does it really matter? Because one day all of yeah. that will be gone and none of it, none of all, all of that have you taken in as a greater appreciation of something that you were never in control of. And, and when you think about it, you go, well, my heart just carries on working without me having to check on it. My Lungs keep breathing without me having to tell them to breathe. How incredibly crazy is that? Um, and, and when you have to put into perspective with, you know, the things that 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 drive us into disease, into discomfort, into anger, into resentment, into all the things that hold negative connotations to our being, you've got to, you know, you've got to dial back and um, appreciate yourself at a far deeper level. Um, the only thing that you do have is yourself. And that goes back to your mm. physical reality again. Um, when you're talking about health, well-being, spirituality, it's your physical reality that needs that care. It needs that love. And you've got to look at it on a 100%. microscopic level and start going, good God, you, you know what? I appreciate my blood vessels. I want to know the blood vessel on my left hand um, down, to, down past my elbow. I want to feel it 
feeling itself pumping blood. And then I want to look at my, my skin cells and give them love. And I think we're not taking that sort of time to appreciate the beauty of life. Then things will pass us by. And um, again, you'll be searching for this up, outward experience. Um, and this outward experience is becoming this experience that's portrayed to you through the device of this obsidian rock called a screen. Um, and um, <laughs> we, we, we've got to the stage where, you know, conversations like the metaverse are, are something, something people are actually buying into. Like, how, how ridiculous is it? And um, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. We've got to a point where we're buying cartoon character pixels. NFTs for millions or millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Can you, can you? So, what are they? Uh, non fungible tokens, NFTs. So, you heard of those? I haven't. Is that a topic for uh, another a, day? It's a topic that, it, yeah, it's a topic for another day. But, uh, oh my, yeah, you've got it. Yeah, you've got to go down the path. But you're really going to be disappointed in humanity. Well, I am at this point. Like <laughs> half of me want, half of me is like yeah just get ritual one of these nft things and the other half of me is like this is absurd i mean um it's, it's there's going to be and once you get into the topic it's basically buying a di digital a digital identification of a partic particular artwork or um something that's been created by someone else or, or by yourself and you have the singular right to the original piece so, for example, mm. um, I could make a piece of art or I could graphically design a piece of art on a computer and say, there's only one of these made. Does anyone want to buy it? And apparently there's a, a market for all the stuff. So people have sold, okay. yeah, <laughs> people have sold cartoon characters and there's one of them and or, or they have a series of them. And basically a whole okay. lot of people with cryptocurrency money or, or money per se go out and bid for these things and um, basically have the right to say that I'm the only person that holds that particular non-fungible token. Um, wow, okay. Yeah, but, uh, there's, it's like a, like yeah, a, like, a like trademark a, or a yeah, copyright. Yeah, like a collector's thing. And uh, okay. it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. They've got to, it's got to a stage where you, it's part of this metaverse conversation where you can go put on a, a pair of VR glasses and go into a world that looks like LA or I don't know Dubai or something or, or whatever world they want to Whoa, that's want mad. to create, and you can buy a house for the real value of what a house is in a computer world. Like the Sims <laughs> come alive, and it's a serious thing. It's actually a serious thing, but I, I just can't bring my brain to take it that seriously, and I, I can see how it would work in the future and i can also see yeah. how crazy we've become thinking that it could work in the future <laughs> i mean we've li literally come to the doorstep of do we put down our devices and walk outside and live a realistic life i.e if i buy a house i buy it in the real world as opposed to if i put on a pair of glasses i own a piece of property that's worth millions of dollars that's made up of computer generated graphic like that's Whoa, how crazy it's a mind you know this technolo technology company. Yeah, it is a mind fight. So like now, I mean, now is in 
what we're talking about really is the best thing that we can do is be present, put down our gadgets and be present, sit and feel the grass, sit and feel the sand, (laughs) tune into the body, uh, meditate, align, connect to self. Um, Is that a part of it? Is this a part of the now? Now, I I mean, I know what's good for me. I I definitely know what path I'll be choosing. And um, it's (laughs) less of the obsidian rock um, and more of the outside. I, I, I felt, mm. I've, you know, and I practice enough to make me feel happy and it's more than most people. And I felt the toll that it's taken on my physical and mental body, even just going on the phone or going on the, on the computer two or three hours. I've gotten to a point now, if I'm not doing anything with intention on a computer, it actually makes me feel sick. It makes me feel like I've got motion sickness. If I'm not on there for, you know, I'm on there for longer than 40, 45 minutes at a time or during the day. I get into that spin. I start getting those negative thoughts. I feel that uh, I'm out of sync. Um, it messes with my frequency and it's not, it's not mm. something I enjoy. And I actually don't enjoy being around people that are constantly on their phones or showing me things on their phones and can't actually um, add to my wealth of conversation by by actually being present i only want your presence yeah. uh, if, I, if i'm meeting you in reality i don't want to be sat mm. at, you know at a restaurant and everyone's on their phones taking a photo of the food and then showing me an instagram story or a youtube video that's supposedly funny like I, i'm way past that reality and um yeah i i, I i'm naturally not associated with kind of cut myself off from people that are uh, tapped into that vibrational frequency mm. makes yeah. sense yeah makes yeah. sense makes sense um and i think you know that that's gonna um inspire many it's inspiring me it's reminding me how much the present moment holds i obviously practice meditation daily and yoga daily so and i and i and i have my my time away from my screen but i i definitely want to tune back into that like practicing it more um, there is so much power in the present moment and uh yeah I guess just keep being you and allow it to uh, inspire others to do the same 100 percent do you know what there's a lot that I need to shape my future around and it doesn't really include all the stuff and for the last two years I've kind of been umming and ahhing you know everyone started a Shopify store Everyone started some sort of online business. Everyone done this. Everyone's done that. And it's all still part of that engagement and holding mm-hmm. you in the, in the matrix. Yeah. It is the freaking matrix. And what people, don't, what people sure. don't understand is that money, time, and the matrix are interconnected through the internet of things. 100%. And, and, and yeah. for as long as you, like even when you were talking about spirituality, look there's a pass off here like part of you wants the money to survive and then you want to teach other people how to be great in life the other thing is just (laughs) being great in life and walking with no shoes on and just doing you and never having to tell anyone that you're doing you just be jesus just use that christ consciousness that buddha consciousness of just (laughs) being you and all of a sudden someone's going to start writing a story about you um all of a sudden you're going to find out that you can get anything that you ever wanted by manifesting it and standing outside and whether it be food, a roof over your head, um, the conversations you're having, things will just happen for you without the use of this, 
you know, this medium, this thing that's got us so engaged and so deep down this hole that we've forgotten who we truly are. Um, because, you yeah. know, when you're working with your ego, a part of your ego is going, I really want to be noticed for what I've just done. I really want to be noticed for how spiritual I've become. And there's a payoff. I think it's, it's even darker than not knowing. When you do realize that this, this, these tentacles are still stuck on you at some sort of level. And um, mm. it's going to take a whole brave lot of people that actually don't care that things exist outside or outside of the internet and, and start moving humanity towards this, this, this greater, greater point of awakening, this greater point of individualism. And um, yeah, we've got a long way to go, but also I feel like it's coming fast. It's coming fast and, and, and still right now where we are, how it's all flowing, it's all perfect. It's all part it's of all it. perfect too. It's, it's the yeah, way it's meant to it's be. It's all part of it. Exactly. Yeah. No. And it allows us to have these conversations so don't even forget, exactly. don't even forget how exactly. good it is too. A hundred percent. No, I mean I'll always have a middle path perspective or and if I don't, I'll try and yeah. find it. I see, I see, I see the power of the now. The power of the now in whichever way it is is just it's like a thousand blades of grass. It is, it is like a thousand blades of grass. <laughs> Amazing gifts. <laughs> Amazing gifts. Thanks so much for sharing your perspectives on the digital universe and everyone else. Thank you for listening. Um, if you once again have anything you'd like to share, if you think that you're ready to pick up the Egolution microphone, I would love to hear from you. Um, don't forget to turn on notifications. Please like, share, um, comment, all the fun stuff. Um, but until next time, know thy ego, know thyself. Egolution. <laughs>